I go. Just didn't react to that future technology. No. It's Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Stop it's it. Someone else. Stop it. Stop it's teasing us. Else. Get out of here. Don't play your games with us this time. We're going to take care of The devil is. See, us. devil. Yeah, Mephisto mm. wouldn't be afraid of the TVA. That's how you know. That's how you know. Let's not waste another minute. Tara Strong. I love her. That's my wife. That's my wife, Miss Minutes. Long ago, there was a vast multiversal war. Countless unique timelines war. each other for supremacy, nearly resulted in what? total destruction. Bruh. Everything. But then the this is important lore. timekeepers emerged, bringing peace by reorganizing the multiverse into a single timeline. This same Lies. Timeline. Yo, this changes the whole game. I don't believe that. What? Whoa. Bro, bro. Look, is that the first person to do this? <laughs> Yo, what does that mean? We got a whole box so of them, them jangly ones. Bruh. Infinity War paperweights. Are you kidding me? For real? <laughs> Words? Ooh, creepy. Oh, oh it's, it's the trailer. It's the trailer hoods. They're about to fuck you up, bro. Oh, no. Why would you do that, Mother Nature? Oh, yo, yo, they got murderated. They're done. Is this yo, not those, those, TV, those are toasted TVA members. Yo, you got played. You got played. Oh, they left it behind. Oh, no. That's your devil. That's, That's the, devil. the devil. That's straight up the devil. Welcome back to New Rockstars. Loki episode one shattered our glorious purpose of Marvel expertise <laughs> with new revelations about yes. Loki's god status, the way timelines and the multiverse function in the MCU, and a devilish villain <laughs> triggering us from some WandaVision days. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to explain with this new series, so let's all wait, wait a, a damn, damn minute. minute. <laughs> <laughs> this is Inside Marvel, New Rockstar's Loki After Show. I'm Eric Voss. My Easter egg breakdown of the episode is coming later today, but here, right now, after watching the episode, here I am with MT. Hey, man, what's going on? Actually, you gotta see my full government name. It's now MT Minutes, because I got married <laughs> to Miss Minutes over the weekend. It was great. Oh, it was congratulations, MT. Thank after you. this episode, I can't blame you. What an amazing <laughs> series premiere, right? So I, good. Oh, I'm my blown God. away. Mind blown, first episode immediately. <laughs> uh, MT, let's break down what happened this episode. Yes, let's do it. Um, so in this Loki premiere, the God of Mischief escapes a recreated time heist in <laughs> Avengers Endgame, only to be detained by the Time Variance Authority, Marvel's Time Cops. That's right. And as Loki gets processed through this sterile bureaucratic nightmare, uh, it gets explained through this hilarious cartoon from Miss Minutes, Woo hey. Doggy, <laughs> very much like Mr. DNA in Jurassic Park, uh, 100%. that... 
Loki, by stealing the Tesseract, uh, created a violation to the sacred timeline that's overseen by these godlike timekeepers who ended some past multiverse war by mm. weaving together all the timelines into one. And uh, they say that the Avengers time heist in Endgame was supposed to happen, but Loki stealing the Space Stone was not. And mm. that these kinds of variances must be pruned like branches to maintain the sacred timeline. And they do that by using these special reset canisters yes i love the branch imagery that's all around the tva it's really cool yeah it's like the all tree the branch imagery uh-huh, um, uh-huh. but yes tva agent mobius aka owen wilson in real life pursues someone murdering minutemen and stealing their timeline reset canisters this killer left a future candy back in 16th century france that mobius is like why are your teeth blue girl why is that happening yeah. <laughs> I assume it's based on bazooka uh, gum, but um, oh, yes. this, Kablooey. Yeah, yeah Kablooey's might actually be explosive, as uh, off-screen producer Zach joked. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> that happens. Who knows? Um, now, uh, Loki, it's technically Loki variant label L1130 mm. from the year 2012. That's right in the middle of uh, the Avengers events after the Battle of New York. Uh, mm. He now witnesses how his life was supposed to play out. That includes yes. losing Frigga in Thor the Dark World and connecting with Thor and Ragnarok. And, of course, his death in Infinity War. That kind of changes his perspective on his uh, uh, guaranteed ascent to greatness. Oh, yes, for sure. And Loki also realizes that the TVA has a ton of alternate timeline Infinity Stones that they use as paperweights, apparently, <laughs> which is the most craziest thing because we were almost waiting for the Infinity Stones for 10 years and they're just like That's in right. somebody's drawer. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. basically telling him that his glorious purpose for power is a joke in the eyes of the all, uh, you know, authoritative TVA. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and uh, Mobius ends up making a deal with Justice Renslayer, that's Gugu mm. Mabatara, to use Loki to hunt down this mysterious killer, who he reveals is an alternate timeline Loki. Mm. And in the final scene, this hooded figure lures TVA Minutemen to an Oklahoma oil field in the year 1858, where the agents are burned alive as this figure Jesus. steals another <laughs> reset canister. Dang. Whoa. Like, literally, this person's not playing. Whoever this person is, they're not, not playing, playing around because they just murdered all those people in the most gangster uh-huh. way possible. Wow. And it is this mystery devil that we're going to be starting with. But first, right now, it is time for our big latest obsession reveal. This is our latest, latest obsession. Latest obsession number four, Loki out of time. I've already ordered 10 of these just for myself to hoard them because, as you know, these shirts are first come, first serve. Uh, So maybe already go to NewRockStarsMerch.com while I'm talking to get yours. And, of course, as we do here on Inside Marvel, buying the latest Obsession shirt will give you the ability to leave a message on the show with either a shout-out to your friends, loved ones, or secret Dark Elf family, or drop your own crazy theories about where this show is headed, and it'll show up right here at the bottom of the screen. But wait, there's more. Like we previously announced, just like how Kevin Feige said that Loki was going to be the biggest thing to happen to the MCU since Endgame. Well, the same thing is true over at Epic Hero Shop. They just dropped the entire Loki collection and holy crap, they made all of our dreams come true. We're talking multiple Loki shirts, yes, including another augmented reality shirt that will show off all the different variants in alternate realities, which is just proof that technology sufficiently advanced enough is indistinguishable from magic. But they've also got some other badass Loki prints cell phone cases i saw an awesome tie and socks and nt again i'm gonna need you to keep together about this but 
all kinds of Miss Minute Bro, stickers. are you kidding me? Miss Minute merch, my wife? I gotta get on it. I need it. And hell, let's give you guys a discount code. Enter code the real slim Loki and get 10% off your entire order. That's a limited use of the code, by the way. So once you've all worn it out, it's gone forever. But okay, MT, I see you ordering out of the corner of your eye. Don't worry. I think you get a discount. Anyway, as always, go to newrockstarsmerch.com and scoop up all the amazing one-of-a-kind Loki swag and enter that code, the real slim Loki, to get that 10% off. Anyway, MT, what's our first question? Well, our first wait a damn minute of the day is, wait a damn minute, who was the devil that that French boy pointed to? Was it Mephisto? Short answer, no. It is not Mephisto. <laughs> that was a really it's quick not short answer. him. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's not Mephisto. I don't think it's Mephisto. This isn't WandaVision, a show in which Mephisto tied very deeply into the comic storyline it was based on. This is different. I mean, I, you could say that Mephisto is technically in the background of everything, whether or not he actually reveals himself on screen, but no, no, no. The series director, Kate Heron, and showrunner Mike Waldron confirmed to Entertainment Tonight that it's not Mephisto. They said, quote, it's honestly just a super weird coincidence, like it's genuinely a reference to Loki, the horns he was casting out of heaven that's what it's a reference to because we filmed that a long time before i think wandavision must have been in post when we filmed that mm. i did see all the stuff about that online and was like oh this is gonna be interesting <laughs> but no it's more relevant to the themes of our show and it's not a nod to the character but then mike walter kept our hopes alive by saying it would be interesting if Mephisto ever showed up in the mcu nope don't do this come mike, on mike. mike don't do this why you don't do that fuel to the fire <laughs> no, no. Um, but let's talk about what this is. Mm. So our introduction to Mobius comes in the year 1549 in Aix-en-Provence, France. Mm. Uh, Mobius investigates the murder of other Minutemen, and that boy who witnessed the killing was given kablooey gum by this person. Not something you would find in the 16th century France. Yeah. Uh, and then when he's asked who did this, the boy points to that stained glass window showing a red-faced demon with horns wearing green robes. Mm. Uh, now... I gotta say here, as someone who grew up Catholic, who has visited his share of Catholic cathedrals in Europe, it's pretty weird to see a stained glass art of Satan sitting on a yeah. throne like Lil Nas X. <laughs> like, if Lucifer, like if, if he's ever shown, he does show up in art, of course, but he's like, you know, glaring up from hell, yeah. or he's creeping in on baby Jesus, or he's like getting body slammed by the <laughs> Archangel Michael, you know. <laughs> He's not just hanging out. Um, but uh, then Mobius says in English, so I doubt the kid could understand him, he says, oh, don't worry, that devil's afraid of us. We'll take care of him. But yes, as the producers explained, this is more about the parallels to Loki. The figure wearing green, he's got horns, he's cast out of heaven as the way uh, Loki was cast out of Asgard. Um, yes, Loki's headgear is famously horned. And mm. we know from trailer footage that this series will explore alternate Loki variants, right. including a president Loki who wears this past crown just along with his, you know, uh, uh, indoor slippers. <laughs> but we have also surmised from every trailer that's come out, uh, the figure who attacks the TVA agents in the oil field, the one wearing the hood, uh, who has appeared in various flashes elsewhere in the footage, is 
probably going to be Sophia DiMartino's character, who we have theorized could be everyone from Enchantress to who it's probably going to be, based on this villainy Loki variant, Lady, Lady Loki, Loki from the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we don't know for sure yet, but um, Lady Loki actually comes about in a pretty different way in the comics. It's after the Ragnarok event, when mm-hmm. all the Asgardian souls are just floating about, looking for new bodies to be reincarnated into, and uh, a body is made for Lady Sif, uh, but instead gets snatched by Loki's soul, just mm-hmm. to kind of screw around with Thor, uh, and it results in the character of Lady Loki. Uh, now, in this show, they may justify the character as a female version from an alternate timeline, especially mm. since, if you look closely at Loki's rap sheet, yes. and this came out a couple days ago, it listed his sex as fluid. Yes, it's canon! Loki, it's canon, canon fluidity! Now. I'm all yep. about it. <laughs> I'm all about it, too. Uh, there's a couple other visual clues, too, like that white-on-black Loki title that opens and closes the episode. The O often appears with curved horns. Uh, and then also, we should point out, in that stained glass, there is a crescent moon. Mm-hmm. And in the trailer footage, Martino's character can be seen sitting on a planet while a moon crashes down overhead. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I think the devil that the French boy uh, saw was whatever evil Loki did this, and most likely Lady Loki. And it's also possible that an even Lokier Loki beyond her, the Lokiest Loki. A Lokier uh, Loki? The Lokiest? Uh, since we're, you know, people who worked on the show were Rick and Morty writers. It seems like they're going in a similar direction. <laughs> um, that could be the whatever mystery character Richard E. Grant is playing. Mm. Because I don't think, I could be wrong about this. I just don't feel like Martino's character is going to stay the villain of this show. Yeah. Uh, but rather be revealed as an anti-hero fighting to thwart an even worse threat alongside Loki. Yeah, I get those vibes too. Because like, it definitely feels like they're setting, like we don't know the full picture yet, obviously, because episode one. So like, yeah, I have that feeling too. Sorry, continue. Uh, But well, here's my theory. I want to hear your theory on this too, MT. Mm. I think that whoever that ultimate big bad is, uh, beyond Lady Loki, Mm. they may have invented the Timekeeper's sacred timeline origin myth as a kind of cover story. Like, it's all bullshit. Mm. And that by mushing the multiverse into one sacred timeline, these Timekeepers actually were choosing winners and losers at the behest of someone else. Maybe Mm. he who remains. That was the final TVA agent in the comics who created the Timekeepers. So while the hooded woman with horn antlers may be the devil that the French boy saw, I think this show's ultimate devil is going to be the man behind the curtain of the TVA itself. Interesting. Yeah, I I have this weird feeling that, you know, the Timekeepers probably aren't the best people. They're probably the true villains of this whole mm-hmm. thing. I don't know if I, I don't know if, if if he who remains will actually show up. But I, I have this weird feeling that it's just these three assholes that are just like, all right, history's supposed to go this way and nothing else. Um, but it would be great if we got a he who remains to keep it like more faithful to the comics. But yeah, yeah. It, it does make sense that somebody um, you know, some authoritative figure in the TVA is is doing some some shady shit that's not not good. Yeah, I um I'm debating. Do you think we'll ever see the actual timekeepers in this show? Because I'm wondering oh. if these were just kind of like artificial constructions, uh, mm. kind of like the the Wizard of Oz face, mm. and they were created as these all powerful beings. But really, it's just kind of clockwork that's keeping it all running. And mm. whether it's he who remains or just someone else high up, uh, running the TVA, some director at, at a high ranking level, um, kind of created this myth. 
that's then actually, that's why they don't let Loki talk to the timekeeper says there's no one to talk to. That would be a great twist and hilarious. I think that's a really great possibility. But I, I honestly think that the, t- uh, the timekeepers are real. Well, there are more questions we want to talk about from this episode. First, we want to thank some friends who helped us make it. Thank you to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode of Inside Marvel. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. I've really enjoyed the HelloFresh recipes I've tried. The Korean-inspired beef bulgogi meatballs. I think that's how you say it. They're really tasty. <laughs> and they're the first time I've ever made my own meatball from scratch. I, I learned something new, for sure. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your order on the app within minutes. Easily change your delivery. Every day, food preferences, plan size, or skip a week whenever you need. As someone who likes to cook but isn't super skilled at it, or have a lot of time to meal plan, HelloFresh is a lifesaver. I know that I can get something tasty and interesting on the plate in less time than it would take to get takeout or delivery. Enjoy a wide variety of easy, delicious options for all three meals a day, plus every snack and special treat in between with the HelloFresh market. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 12Marvel and use the code 12Marvel for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 12Marvel and use the code 12Marvel for 12 free meals from America's number one meal kit. 12Marvel. Yep. We also want to thank Stamps.com for sponsoring this episode. Are you still going to the post office? Still paying full price for postage? Well, thanks to Stamps.com, you will never have to do that ever again. Mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. You can send letters, ship packages, and pay less, a lot less, with discounted rates from USPS, UPS, and more. With Stamps.com, you get discounts up to 40% off post office rates and up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. And New Rockstars, we sometimes have to ship packages all over the world. Off-screen producer Zach recently had to ship packages to New Zealand and Singapore. And Stamps.com helped him figure out how much it would cost and saved him a ton of time waiting in line at the post office. That's time he used to play more tabletop board games, which he recently (laughs) defeated most of New Rockstars staff at. (laughs) <laughs> you did beat us. Uh, he makes us call him off-screen Game Lord Zach, which he is. <laughs> so stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk, and with our promo code MARVEL, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in MARVEL. That's stamps.com, promo code MARVEL, stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. And we want to thank Helix Sleep for sponsoring this episode. You don't want to sleep on a mattress designed for someone else, even if that other person is a variant of yourself. (laughs) They probably sleep on their side instead of their back, and they like a super firm mattress because they're evil. Well, (laughs) Helix Sleep has a quiz that matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling down if you sleep hot, or even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. I took the quiz and got matched with the Dusk Luxe Helix mattress because I wanted a medium-firm mattress with lumbar support and sleeps cool, and I sleep great on my Helix mattress. Way better than my evil variant twin does, probably. The Eric mattress with a C. Ship- yeah, that's right. Eric with the C. Damn uh, no, Eric with the C. Eric with the CK. Those are the worst. Oh my god. Um, 
I'm sorry for all Eric's with CKs. You guys are fine. Just not as good as Eric's with Ks. That's just a rule. The Um, superior Eric's, of course. That's right. The mattress ships right to your door for free. You never need to go to a mattress store again. Isn't that great? They were awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. So you just go to helixsleep.com slash inside Marvel, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our audience at helixsleep.com slash inside marvel that's helixsleep.com slash inside marvel for up to two hundred dollars off and two free pillows our next question of the day is wait a damn minute why was loki detained by the tva if stealing the tesseract didn't take him into a new reality hi everybody i'm katie seagal and i'm kurt sutter and welcome to our new podcast called pi people influences and experiences yes it's sort of the uh get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are, rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know. Try to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to <laughs> podcasts on. Yeah, podcast, your, homecasts. Your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. Yeah, so this is something we've talked a bit about on the channel, but I, I realized it is kind of a tough thing for people to wrap their heads around. Right. Um, so Loki, when he took the Tesseract, it's a space stone, right? So it allows mm. teleportation within a universe to any other point in space. Mm. Um, but just by doing that, Loki skewed himself and the Tesseract off of their historical destined path. So what was supposed to happen is Loki and the Tesseract were supposed to return to Asgard. Mm. And the Tesseract was supposed to go into Odin's vault. Loki was supposed to go into the prison on Asgard. Um, But by even just by jumping over to Mongolia, as he does here, um, he skews this whole reality with him onto a branch timeline Mm. from the sacred timeline. So uh, imagine the sacred timeline still bobbing along unchanged. The Avengers, everything they do in the future still happened. Mm -hmm. But Loki, we are now in the point of view of a variant on a variant timeline. Right. Um, so it doesn't matter that he doesn't travel through time. doesn't matter that he doesn't jump into a different dimension or a different reality. Uh, just by taking the Infinity Stone and stepping onto a new path, uh, he now changes his course of history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that changes from the sacred timeline. Uh, meanwhile, the Avengers, with Cap returning all the stones at the end of Endgame, patched all those branches up. So right. the sacred timeline was uh, restored that way. Loki, now that he knows his uh, future or what was going to happen, he has no interest in returning to that sacred timeline because he knows it ends with him getting, you know. (laughs) So (laughs) he wants to kind of stay in this place of limbo with the TVA, willing to go along with Mobius on uh, this investigation because he knows the alternative is to just live out uh, in the sacred timeline that ends with his failure. No, that, that makes a lot of perfect sense to me because like, you know, the TVA is out here, or the timekeepers or rather, um, they're dictating what the proper flow of time is. They're basically dictating fate. And I think that this is what might be happening with Loki where he's just like, I don't like the timekeepers. They're like, they say 
that my fate is to be this evil jerk. So like, I'm going to just do away with fate in general. Like I'm done with fate. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I do like that theory because it makes sense. It just makes sense. with yeah. um I, yeah, I think what, uh, people have to remember is like, uh, I know Endgame didn't do a very good job explaining the timeline logic of that movie. They kept having to reshoot new scenes to make it more clear. Um, but, uh, and also they confused it by having, uh, Cap as an old man show up at the end, you know, and the directors disagreed there, what that actually meant. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but basically the way the MCU timeline works now is it's a many worlds theory. It's, it mm-hmm. branches off in alternate timelines that coexist. Uh, you gotta brush up on your Erwin Schrodinger. Uh, we'll maybe focus on that in some, uh, videos coming up. But, uh, next question I want to ask you, MT, is wait a damn minute. What was this cartoon talking about uh, multiversal war oh uh, yes. and this whole history, this new history of the timekeepers merging all these different multiverses into one sacred timeline? And do you think by the end of the show, MT, that this sacred timeline will inevitably unravel? Oh, 100%. Like, the sacred timeline is screwed. Like, there's no way. It would be kind of boring if the sacred timeline timeline was fine by the end of all this. Because, like, why? Because, like, they specifically say in the uh, the cartoon the terms multiverse and madness. Specifically. They use the term madness. Right? Yeah, they did. But then the all-knowing timekeepers emerged, bringing peace by reorganizing the multiverse into a single timeline. Stepping off your path created a nexus event, which left unchecked could branch off into madness which is very interesting um because of the the movie coming out so yeah this is going to end with the unraveling of the sacred timeline i hope and things are about to get bananas um yeah and i I really hope that these this multiversal war that they're talking about is a reference to uh, secret wars because like that's basically what what i feel is going to happen i feel like we're going to get this multiversal war again once the timeline the sacred timeline goes crazy and like if you see, look at the the uh, the image you see like the timelines intersecting with each other and so uh-huh. i think those are what they what are called the incursions in the marvel comics where um two Ooh. uh time oh i guess in this case timelines or two realities i should say in the marvel comic sense come together and the, that's that juncture point where uh things go down um so yeah i think the, I that's that. that multiversal war that's happening where like these intersections are happening incursions are happening and two timelines are fighting with each other so um that's I love a, that. So I think that that's what uh, Kevin Feige and friends are uh, setting up here with this multiversal war, the secret wars. Um, well, I'm going to I'm going to do you one crazier MT. Ooh, let's do it. Uh, I am wondering if the implication of this mythology is that time is kind of a flat circle in the MCU mm. that we are part of a universal cycle. Mm. And what we are now in is kind of a peacetime of the universal cycle where things are kind of in one timeline, mm-hmm. but really everything that we're seeing in the MCU has happened before, mm. including uh, a multiverse of madness yes. where different variants of Avengers and guardians of the galaxy and the fantastic four and mutants and all of them have been in crazy different wars with each other. And then each time the timekeepers reset it and they mm. reset the clock. And it's kind of like in the matrix, right? And what we saw as Neo was the sixth iteration of the chosen one. Right. And each time the machines like clockwork mm-hmm. just kind of reset it and we go through it again. And what may happen this time is that Wanda Maximoff may represent an anomaly within that clockwork or Loki mm. could be that the anomaly within that clockwork who just breaks it in just the right way to stop this cycle 
who breaks the wheel, uh, to use a, a Game of Thrones uh, term there. I'm sorry about that, by the way. Uh, who truly breaks the wheel uh, and sets it on this permanent multiverse of madness that can never possibly be reset. And Loki truly burns it to the ground. Dude, I know I always say I dig it, but I dig it, man. <laughs> I dig it. Digging a grave, maybe, of my theories, uh, uh. (laughs) and just burying myself, flower springs, and then dies. Hey, man. Um, Hey, we we just theorizing out here. We Marvel scientists, me and you. We Marvel scientists. We got a hypothesis, (laughs) about this often wrong, and then we try it again. Uh, But what's our next uh, question, MT? All right. Our next question of the day is... Wait a damn minute. How did the TVA get the alternate timeline infinity stones that they're just using right. as paperweights? What the I know, hell? I know. Isn't that so great? <laughs> so one thing I was kind of missing from this explanation, MT, is that mm. according to the Ancient One, only the displacement of infinity stones causes branches to the sacred timeline. Right. Uh, this animated cartoon didn't, uh, you know, one of the animated cartoons, uh, they didn't <laughs> uh, include that specific detail of infinity stones being the ticket to ride to get on a, on a new timeline. Um, mm. But I'm wondering if the reason why they have drawers full of these things is that every detainee, every variant they capture got there because they stole an infinity stone or they happened to get it by accident or something like that. And then they just took it on whatever its alternate path was, or they used it the way Loki used it to teleport away. They used uh, the time stone to unwind something. They uh, used the power stone to blow something up, you know, and that this uh, Josh Fadum played a character who's like the son of a kid on golden sacks. Maybe he used uh, one of these infinite stones to like make a lot of money or something like that. Maybe that scroll uh, was like, uh, you know, somewhere on Xandar and then the orb rolled up to his feet and he picked it up and he's like, cool! And then he used it to blow up a bunch of Kree and then so they kidnapped <laughs> that scroll. Like, you know, like all of these people just have these Infinity Stones once they get detained, they uh, they get brought into the TVA, they confiscate the Infinity Stone, it's powerless yeah. because there are so many of them and with each new one that they uh, collect, it, it dilutes the power even further of each one. <laughs> I think that the reason that, first of all, I like that, um, second of all, I think that the reason why the Infinity Stones don't work is because they're in the null time zone and that the yeah. Infinity Stones are tied to their specific universes. And like, if they're mm-hmm. not inside the universe, then they're just rocks. I think that this is probably the result of, you know, people, like you said, taking the Infinity Stones and trying to use it um, that's not in, in a way that's not according to that initial Thanos Avengers plan that the uh, Timekeepers Apparently wanted. I don't know why they wanted it, but sure, let's just have half of the universe die and then come back. Um, but yeah, I think that there there are people that, that have these high aspirations, these other Thanoses that mm-hmm. collect the Infinity Stones. They're stopped and they brought in and then they just drop the rocks off. Um, yeah. But, Do you think it's um, like because uh, the Ancient One also said something like the Infinity Stones create what you perceive as the flow of time. Right. And so she kind of created this idea that the stones are necessary in a timeline uh, mm-hmm. in order to keep it flowing. Uh, and the Russos have even said, well, that's why we said Thanos atomized the stones. The stones were not completely destroyed. They were just atomized. So they exist in some form, just kind of dispersed. You know, their energy is still there. That cosmic energy is still pumping forward. Yeah. But the uh, I wonder if, like, when they clipped off these timelines, they were able to clip it in a way that kind of reset six stones within the timeline, within the sacred timeline, leaving this one as kind of a discarded variant stone mm. oh. that is because the variant in the null time zone it just kind of like it turns off it like it loses all of its power 
Bro, if someone broke into the TVA and stole all the stones, that would be a terrible thing. Oh, what if that happens? Like, what if, like, someone well, freaks you, <laughs> you, you remember there was that clip uh, where Eugene Corganero's character was like, well, they use them as paperweights. Most of them use them as paperweights, which, you know, yeah. my brain was like, well, which motherfucker used it for something else? <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, was Kang or one of these guys an employee of the TVA mm. who took one of these Infinity Stones, took the Time Stone, like the first Time Stone theft, back mm. before they collected a whole bunch of them, and then went off in his own skewed timeline and screwed up a bunch of stuff. Yo, anything's possible. Now that you have, like, a, a, a an office full of green rocks, literally anything's possible. Uh, That's yeah. the one that Loki picked up too. He picked yeah. up the, the green time stone. He's like, ooh, bro, that dude still yeah. has it. He's, there's no way he didn't. He, he still has it in his pocket. That's gonna come in handy. just in case. That's a mouse tool though. That's gonna come in handy later. Remember that, yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, yeah. I'm really looking. For, I hope they explain where all these alternate Infinity Stones come from because I need to yeah. know. Um, our, uh, we have a couple more questions we want to answer. One more person who helped us make this episode. Thank you to our friends at Blue Chew for sponsoring this The ultimate this infinity stone of all. Oh, <laughs> Blue you, you Chew. Know, you know it. You know it. Uh, Blue Chew has a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable format at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no doctor's office or pharmacy trips. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. And you sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. Their licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength. And Blue Chew is chewable, just like it says in the name, which is great news for folks that don't like swallowing pills. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence where it counts, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code InsideMarvel at checkout. Just pay the $5 in shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code InsideMarvel to receive your first month for free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the episode. Okay, uh, MT, wait a damn minute. What did Mobius mean by saying nightmares are, quote, another department and that he wanted to help Loki burn it down? Yo, I was flipping out, my dude. I was like, wait a minute. What? What? Yo, we can't just gloss over that. We need to go back to what you no. just said. Rewind. Yeah, get the time twister. I love that they call them time twisters, by the way. Yo, like a little nod time, to the. They're legit time twisters. It's so good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, so what? what is the Nightmare Department? What do you think that is? I, honestly, I mean, it's the first guess that I'm sure that everyone's going to take from this is Nightmare, the Doctor Strange yeah. villain. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's pretty much, a, I, I would say, a very clear, you know, pointing to the existence of Nightmare in the MCU, which I hope that they get into in Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Badness. I mean, with Mike Waldron being the, the writer of, the head writer of the series and, you know, the writer of episode one, you know, and him being the writer of uh, Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness, that would be a nice little Easter egg or, or seed right. to put in there for the to, to be fulfilled in Doctor Strange Two. But that's yeah. just fingers crossed. We're not saying that Nightmare is necessarily coming, but come on, oh, like, that's coming. a huge hint towards the existence of Nightmare at the very least. Um, yeah, it, I love that they would have an entire department to have to <laughs> handle it because. I don't think, uh, like, I, I, Nightmare is a cosmic entity that exists uh, mm -hmm. just in the dream dimension, right? Mm -hmm. And he's kind of that he feeds off of negative emotions and he uh, is kind of the, implied to be the source of people's nightmares, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it's all him feeding off of you and feeding off of your energy. Um, but uh, so the, I don't know why the TVA would be uh, responsible for like investigating people's nightmares because they're, they seem more mm -hmm. focused on the, you know, the sacred timeline. 
So unless it's like uh, somehow a nightmare is uh, is affecting the timeline, or that people's nightmares come from past forgotten memories of things that have been retcanoned, you know, mm. like uh, like when every time something gets retcanoned, it, there's a trace memory that exists in people's subconscious that uh, you know becomes someone's nightmare at night, someone's stress dream. You're just remembering pieces of a forgotten timeline. Uh, and that's why they have this nightmare department is because they're like, oh, we have to like, it's like their damage control. That is really interesting. I like that. I like that. Oh, I had this weird idea that just popped into my mind while you were talking that like, what, if, what, so there's this character called Sleepwalker in the Marvel comics that I mm-hmm. feel like is so underrated. And like, what if there's like a Sleepwalker department of like people that are just specifically for helping nightmares? It's like, we're the Sleepwalkers. We're going around and we're, we're fighting all these people. Um, so I, I, that's what I would do if I was, if I, if they were, yeah. if Marvel had no plans with the Sleepwalker property. So like, yeah, what if, I think that there was like probably a, a different branch of, of um, agents that are called something else that probably work in conjunction with the timekeepers for some particular reason, or maybe just like a, a different place altogether on a, a, in the null time zone. It's just like, all right, time, yeah. time variance authorities over here. And now we're the, I don't know, sleepwalker guys. Uh, I think we have time for one more question. Let's What's our last it. question? Our last question of the day is wait a damn minute with the term nexus event. Could that be another connection with Wanda Maximoff who was defined as a nexus being in WandaVision? Yeah, so remember episode seven had that uh, Nexus antidepressant commercial. Mm. And uh, later we found out from the people writing the show that they wanted all those commercials to be messages from Doctor Strange. Uh, They ended up cutting that Doctor Strange cameo because they wanted the final episodes to be more about Wanda's grief and her overcoming that grief and and defeating uh, Agatha as someone who is trying to manipulate that grief. Um, But uh, yeah, this idea of Nexus is still an important word because it was deliberately chosen as a reference to the fact that Wanda Maximoff in the comics is a Nexus being. It's someone who's kind of detached from reality but is kind of this fulcrum character in a way that... uh, uh, that can transcend reality and and uh, change the fabric of reality around them. Certain characters are so powerful, that's what they are. Um, mm. And Wanda Maximoff is one of them. Uh, and I have to imagine that by labeling these things Nexus events, mm. that that's an intentional connection to these things. When a character is powerful enough and uh, cogent enough to take an Infinity Stone or however they breach the sacred timeline... Uh, that is a Nexus event, and if they are good enough at this, and they do it uh, over and over and over, they start to just get further and further removed from the sacred timeline, uh, don't even remember what their origin timeline was, and they can evolve into a full Nexus being. Wanda Maximoff, I think, is just so powerful already as a Scarlet Witch that she can bypass that process, but the result is the same, that you're someone who now kind of exists in a separate reality, and it's so powerful that you can just change the nature of reality around you, uh, not just the town of Westview, but an entire universe that that's within. Dang, bro. Like, that that would be a great way to to connect WandaVision with, with Loki, and this would make sense because the head writer for Loki, Mike Waldron, and Jack Schaefer worked pretty closely together um, during you know the the productions of WandaVision and Loki um so I think that they probably coordinated and obviously with with the MCU being the MCU Kevin Feige is probably like put Nexus 
put the word Nexus everywhere. Like, we, yeah, call it a Nexus event. Yeah. <laughs> call it a Nexus event. Don't even worry about it. Um, yeah. So, you know, yeah. And you remember, that, though, the, the wording of that commercial was like, uh, Nexus antidepressants will ground you in reality or a reality of your choosing. And exactly. I think it's all kind of signaling the same thing, that mm. reality is not something that's that's fixed. It is something that can be tinkered with. It can be split off into a new reality. And that's just what the multiverse is. I think, as you pointed out before, we heard multiverse and madness in pretty much the same sentence. <laughs> I think this show is very much headed to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. And I think that's that's what we're going to see. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Loki even showed up in it or some element from the show, maybe with the sacred timeline un- unraveling and splitting in- and shattering into a bunch of uh, realities in a multiverse could be the predicate for uh, Doctor Strange's crisis. For sure. And we'll leave it there for now because uh, we want to jump on this Easter egg breakdown that should come out later today. Um, But that is it for this episode of Inside Marvel. Uh, Yeah, the next video on the channel is going to be the Easter egg breakdown. Stay tuned. There's a bunch of little details. They filled this show to the rim. Filled! Uh, <laughs> filled! <laughs> MT and I are going to be back next week to react to episode two. And we're going to have a lot of videos between now and then explaining the other big questions, going deeper into stuff we talked about in this video, uh, finding new revelations to uh, break down for you guys. Now, remember, uh, you got to check out our great Loki merch you options. It. Come on, guys. You got it. Loki out of time, uh, that wall clock, uh, everything, the stickers. Uh, you can share uh, MT's wife with him. You know what? I will share my wife with the world. I'm, I'm into that. So She's an animated character and she belongs to no one. Uh, she belongs to the streets, ex- Eric. The internet streets. Or maybe she belongs to the Walt Disney Corporation. Oh, well, uh, follow MT at Mastertainment. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow New Rockstars, of course. Subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. And subscribe to New Rockstars on YouTube. Hopefully we're at 3 million subscribers. I hope so. See? Let's get, I'm so excited. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you guys so much. That is very exciting. Uh, We'll close this week with our favorite moment from the episode. It's just standing up to make a point. I'm sorry, go ahead. It won't be as meaningful now. Okay, we'll stay seated. I'll do what I want to do.